Hello and welcome to the Sparks and Rhinestones pageant podcast. I am your host Hannah Golding and today we are going to be talking about something that's been discussed a lot recently and before I talk I do apologise if I'm a bit more breathy than usual. I'm getting over Covid. Fun times. Um, <laughs> I was coaching yesterday and I was like oh something doesn't feel quite right. Um, although I have tested negative now which is great but I have been ill since Thursday Um and I've just spent my time, which I was meant to do the annual, and meant to finish that because it needs to be done before uh, next weekend. So it needs to be completed and sent off to print, oh, which will be really exciting. And the competition ends soon. So if you are listening now and you have professional gorgeous headshots or full body shots or, you know, queen shots, send them over it's only five pound for charity or ten pound for free images and you get your own free copy should you win um so need to get on that um and of course when i have a weekend to do it illness strikes but let's get into the discussion today we are going to be talking about the classification of mainstream pageants so what is a mainstream pageant can anyone enter what are the other classifications of pageants why are we classifying pageants um and then how we can kind of integrate it more within the pageant community because the pageant community is a little bit lost and a little bit angry recently and um it's hard because usually like I mean I make some great points that's just not just me being a big head um <laughs> of how, like when I do posts of like how people are feeling sometimes people haven't even said these feelings but you know when we post our posts they're like oh I needed this um one great example was the whole you're never too big or too small for a system because you know a lot of people I've had this with my clients when they've discussed it and they felt oh, they're not good enough for a system like why should I try that system when they're debating system to join next um or maybe they've had other people to say that you're not good enough for the system or like why this system why are you choosing this you're you're too big for it because I had that when I started competing again for UK's national miss for a national pageant you know it was the first year of course pageant girl UK has a stellar reputation anyway um so I was very thankful for that um and people were like why not try for an international pageant why why are you settling the brackets settling for a national pageant? I was like, how am I settling when it's a great system? Um, how am I settling when I want to compete in that system? Like for me, I want to compete in that. It's what I want. And I mean, I'm very thankful now that I am in a clean in that system. Um, but I had it with Yemi. Yemi was in its second year when I competed. Well, I competed in the first year as well. But people were like, Why? And it's like, why not? This is my chance to go to internationals. I can enter another system, yes, and, you know, travel to an international. That's fine. But, you know, they're on the same level field, like playing field. <laughs> they're both they're both the same. Because um, we can always say that there's no pageant hierarchy. When there is, there is a pageant hierarchy. You'll see it. You'll see that there's more support for some systems than others. Um You'll see that with how people consider, you know, like the grand slams of pageants, when in fact, I'm going to say this now that there are some grand slam systems that don't have the support of pageant community, but sometimes it's just installed in us because it's history. Um, 
you know, like when we think of pageants, sometimes we think of them because they're just there. Whereas there are other pageants that are a lot more involved in the community and a lot more involved like in the pageant community, not just the community of where you are, because the pageant community is very small here in the UK. Of course, I am basing all of my information on the UK pageant scene because that's where I'm integrated into. There are other systems I know that in different countries, like America is a minefield. Um, there are so many different layers to that. Um, but let's not get into the layers. I'm not creating a trifle here. Um, but let's go back to, you know, there is a hierarchy. But it's what you choose to do your pageant journey. No one can tell you otherwise. If you want to enter that system, even if it's a few grades above your pay grade, do it. It's the experience. If you truly believe that that's the system that you want to win. Now, I do believe that there is such thing as, like, too much time. As in, like, I always give a system free chances. And if I've not won within that, I will then try another system. Um you know, I love the power of free. <laughs> we do it in all of our books, the power of free, free for the points, free focuses, like, you know, but it's more for my, my preservation. Like if I'm not progressing any further, um, like if I was, you know, making the tops and, and staying in the top, then yeah, if I'm pressing, but sometimes, you know, you know when enough's enough and if there's another system you want to try, but sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes you want to you want to compete but this also goes rings true with some people who aren't in the mainstream systems who want to try mainstream systems they might not feel that they're good enough or they're confident enough so they try these systems first before going in now i got a lot of backlash from this from uh some contestants when i released my um the p and pageantry series last year um, well, t- this year, but <laughs> it was in January. Yeah, I st- I'm just thinking of like, oh, I should do a review for next year. Now, a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot of people, actually, a very tiny amount of people um, were offended because they were insinuating that I see these types of pageants below mainstream because this is the views of what we're going to talk about. And for me... I feel very strongly about competing in mainstream systems and not categorizing myself because I want to be that representation. I don't want to be um, pigeonholed because I'm going to be completely honest, winning, being a curvy girl, winning a, a, an in brackets mainstream pageant is a big achievement. It's not taking away if I was to win a curve pageant at all. Every win that everyone wins is a win. How many times can we say that? <laughs> you know, every crown is on the same level. Yes, there may be different levels in the hierarchy, etc., etc., but you worked your butt off for that crown, regardless of what it says. Um, but, you know, there's only so... There's only so much you can do in one category. Um, and I hope you kind of understand that, that I still have people... Ex- like expect that the system that I'm in is a curve pageant because I'm a curvy girl they can't phantom in their brain that a curvy girl could compete against other different girls and I say girls females women you know and 
it was a very diverse Miz section, you know, different heights, different sizes, different skin tones, um, different life experiences, kids, no kids, married, not married, um, you know, and people were still, because they see the winner, just so, right, yeah, there's a curve pageant, but I digress, because we will talk about this later, but the classifications of a mainstream pageant is, a mainstream pageant is a pageant that there are no set criteria, when I say criteria, of course they have an age range, um, and, you know, it might be nationality, um, when I say that for UK to go to internationals, it might just be that you need to reside somewhere, um, yeah, you need to reside, or have a passport in that country, you need to be of these ages, um, now, there will be some, the, the stereotypical mainstream pageant is, you know, the Miss World, Miss Universe, um, Miss Universe has changed, so we'll talk about that, but it used to be, so Miss England was 16 to 24 when I first started entering, uh, now I think it's up to 27, Miss Universe, I think is 18, uh, 18, it was once again 18 to 24, and now it's 27, 28, I think, I think 27 is the last, um, cut off. Now, as time has gone on, the ages have increased. As I said, when I entered Miss England, it was 16 to 24. I was 20 and I turned 21 the week after my first pageant. Um, I think it's for real, but, um, you know, so I had three years competing because I went back the following year, won Miss Swindon and competed in the semi-finals, um, then obviously I handed over in 2013, 2014 was my last year, it was literally on my birthday, <laughs> it was literally on my, I'm assuming it must have been 23rd or 24th, it was 24th birthday, um, yeah, because I was going for Miss Wiltshire, and I remember the director at the time, who's sadly no longer with us, she said that I, if I won Miss Swindon again, I could, of course, have my reign, but I wouldn't be able to go to the semi-finals because we had, it was like a year. Um, I wouldn't be able to go to the semi-finals because I would be too old. And then I was first runner-up for Miss Watch again. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, then the following year they increased it and then they kept increasing it when I was out that age bracket by a year. Um, so there are some age restrictions and, of course, for... But how a pageant used to be, it used to be you wouldn't be able to be married or have kids. Um, and then that's where different pageants started to be founded for those who did have kids, for those who were married, um, you know, for those who, like, especially in America, let's look at Miss Black America, um, because there was a restriction that black women could not enter um, these mainstream pageants. And so they created their own. It's the same with uh, pageants for um, trans women. They were created for trans women to have a safe place because they were not allowed to enter these mainstream pageants. Now, of course, when we said about being married, um, that in itself is a different uh, division. So there are mainstream pageants. So just look at, you know, Galaxy and Diamond, um, and yummy mainstream pageants, they have different diversions, <laughs> divisions even, <laughs> diversions, so you can tell the COVID gets me, D 
different divisions. So although they have that criteria, you can enter that system and represent that system um, in a, a bracket mainstream system. And I'm going to be completely honest, mainstream systems also predominantly white. So <laughs> you will know most of the systems. Obviously, there are a lot of changes, um, a lot of different diverse winners now. Um, but that's what a mainstream pageant was. A mainstream pageant was predominantly white. You had to be single. Well, you could have had a boyfriend, but like, you couldn't be married. No kids. You had to be of a certain age. Um, there was a, a stereotype of what body you should have. Um, I don't know if that was set on some rules. Um, I know when I entered Miss Earth in 2010, I know it's changed now, but there was a height requirement. I think I was actually a couple of inches out, but because I was wearing heels the whole time, I was like, I didn't measure you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to enter. That was like my first national pageant. Like, I always say that Galaxy was my first national pageant because that was the one that I enjoyed the experience because the experience I had um but as I said this is nearly like 13 years ago and it's changed directors twice since then um and now fingers crossed they're all having an amazing time at Miss Earth at the moment um our UK delegates are doing incredible but let's get back to I always always divert um <laughs> but like with a married um and a Miz like they're all under that umbrella that system umbrella so Galaxy, Diamond, Yummy, like um you know Atlantic like the all mainstream pageants that they have an umbrella of different um divisions so you can enter and have the whole brand but you're a different division of that brand now pageants that are a non-traditional so I guess you know not mainstream so you have the cultural pageants that's like something that has been labeled um so this could be you know Miss Asia and Miss Asia UK, um, Miss Caribbean UK, Miss Nigeria, Miss Africa UK. Basically, they're cultural pageants where you're celebrating their culture and you need to have a link to that. And I'm not saying that you don't, because you do, because there are questions that are based on your heritage, based on your on the countries that you are presenting. Um, and with these, I'm going to say, so for myself as a, as a white cisgender woman, I could not enter... Um, any of these pageants because there are no relations to me at all however anyone who enters these pageants can enter a mainstream pageant you know there are no restrictions the same as i could not enter a trans uh miss transgender um although i know it no longer runs uk but if there were i could not enter that because i'm cisgendered i'm you know i'm not transgender um however trans women can compete in mainstream pageants most mainstream pageants in the uk you have to look at the terms and conditions because it says legal female. Um, the same with curved pageants. I can compete as a curved woman. So this is like the exception now of that because, yeah, I'm curved. So I can compete in both um, with this. There's only one curved pageant in the UK. There are two or three div um, divisions now of curve within a mainstream pageant. Um, but yes, um they can enter vice versa you know it's all about having choice this is the main thing it's having the choice to be able to compete in both systems whatever system you want to choose to whatever system you identify the most with you know the the motto the ethos like everything about it um that's where your choice should be so 
we have the discussion of how there are um because with the pageant community there will always be subdiversions in the pageant community and you kind of gravitate to the people who are in your system um to people you competed with in the past I like to think um because so we had our little pageant group because they're now there are loads of different networks and um we had the world Tribute queens in 2012 um and it was just the four of us and you know it's our friendship group and then more queens joined in some left some don't do pageants anymore some you know just didn't get on with um and we don't use it like i mean well so we just don't sometimes use it but um you know it's just that area of area of where we are and we all had different pageants but you know you kind of all gravitate to the same pageants because you see your friend competing and you're like yeah i really i really like that um the same with in different places you know in london or in newcastle or in south wales north wales there's a different community of different pageant girls and they might all do the same pageants or slightly different um the same with in scotland as well now there will be some pageant communities that don't get as much support as the others um, and it is location and pageant based now i know that there are some amazing pageant queens in different systems that aren't considered mainstream i've been very lucky um for sparkles and rhinestones that we have interviewed different pageant girls from said cultural pageants um i've had some great chats and it's good to learn about different pageant systems because for me as a coach um i know coaches that i will recommend if people are competing in these systems but i also have help trained because i need to know the knowledge first before i can help um because there might be different scoring criteria i've never looked at the judging sheet of those systems so i wouldn't know if a girl really wanted to work with me i'm like okay cool we will i will find out everything i can I will do the research, I will ask the directors, you know, want to get a little bit more, um, but especially in a position like for Sparkles to be able to interview different things, uh, different people, different pageant systems, you know, I've have had a good opportunity, but that's still scratching the surface, there's still, <clears throat> there's still so much, there's still so much, um, so many different pageant systems that we need to know um you know i need to do some messaging because i want to feature them in the annual so we can you know see them because i've seen so many different instagram stories as i said i follow a lot of different pageant systems um and we are all on the same level it's just as i said the communities that we are a part of so how can we integrate the community so the the mainstream pageants and the the not so main mainstream pageants are all in now we don't seem to have this problem with curve systems um well we have one system um because and this is down to the queens the queens go to different events um a lot of contestants who are in curve pageants will find it through um, the internet. A lot of them are first time contestants. And this is because, as uh, I speak this as a curve woman, you feel that you're not good enough for mainstream pageant and you think that pageantry isn't for you because you don't see that representation. The same was if you are a woman 
of colour and you don't see that representation every time you look at a pageant website and it's not there and you see the winners and it's it's not there um so that's why you feel more drawn and I think that it's just this is me like trying to have that conversation and I hope when you're listening to kind of think about it and have this conversation within yourselves of how we can do it um the pageant pledge is a great idea for if you know connecting to different directors of different systems and trying to have a network where these contestants can be considered um you know for judging opportunities and to attend events um but it, it does come down to you as yourself being a contestant if you are a contestant for a system that is not considered a mainstream system your sash doesn't mean any less I want you to know that it does not mean any less um you have a seat at the table you know a crown or no crown you are welcome invited and don't let anyone like tell you otherwise but make yourself known get yourself out there um I always think of this is to use those pageant services to get your name out Booking an interview with us, like a live interview. I'm not talking about coaching now, I'm just talking about booking a live interview. Booking for myself, Shout Out Sunday, Pageant Land, you know, there's written articles of Crown of Sashes and the Pagmag. Get yourself out there. Um, try, yeah, it's, even if it's just one or two, like, people who, like, respond, I'm like, oh my god, you know, get yourself on there if you have a platform you know, find who has the same platforms, you know, talk about it, get yourself in there, this, honestly, the work has to be, we can blame so many people, we can blame the systemic racism, the, you know, the fat shaming, um, so many restrictive rules in pageantry that have been, like, throughout the years, you can blame the toxic fans, and, you know, the horrible comments, we can blame so much, and that's true, it, totally to blame but we also have to look at ourselves and think we need to be doing more as well as a pageant contestant you need to be speaking out and you need to be putting across your opinion creating those conversations and if you are a contestant as I said who is not considered in the mainstream system get yourself out there and talk to these people um and vice versa <laughs> like we should be like reaching out um you know I will be doing a lot of messaging over the next couple of days and I just think it's how, how can we build a strong community if we're not all together but although we'd love it to be rainbows and sunshines it will not be that pageantry is not that um but it the whole classification of a mainstream pageant is just what pageantry is known as that's it and you, you know we're constantly breaking the stereotypes of what pageantry used to be and what it is now evolved into um but we need to concentrate on that energy and use that energy for good <laughs> harness the power um but the conversation you know as i said i implore you to watch the pageant pledge instagram video and i'm excited to see where is it's going to go um because you know for all abilities skin tones sizes ages you know it needs to pageantry does need to be more inclusive not just accepting 
um, but acknowledging. And if you have a voice, and this is the whole reason why it is my platform to use your pageant voice, it is to speak out. We need to speak out more on the injustice. But there's a difference between speaking out and just general, like, moaning. Um, <laughs> because there is so much. There's been so much of it recently. I'm not going to, like, lie and say there hasn't. There's been so many um things and so many things that aren't true and we're actually going to have a sparkles discussion um soon with a director um looking at the director side of pageantry i want to have these more open conversations so i mean <laughs> this podcast usually gives advice but this could be like a, an eye-opener or you might say hannah you're just talk- you're just talking barry like chat and barry um but I think it is down to us as contestants, as well as obviously it is the director's job, but it's down to us. Um, you can't segregate yourself, you know. I've had that before when, you know, I've been a queen of a system which isn't regarded as popular as other systems. But I put myself out there. Um, and not everyone is going to like you in pageantry. This is just like an, an advice, hype up, hype down. <laughs> Not everyone's going to like you in pageantry, but it's the people who you want to like you. Um, crowns and sashes mean nothing. It's the person that's wearing them. You could have someone who is an international queen and they could be a bit of a dick. Let's be honest, you know, <laughs> they might be a bit of a dick. <laughs> but there's also people who have a crown and sash of a system that you I had never heard of and they could be the sweetest person ever um so that's why as contestants it's our it's our job to get ourselves out there and not just because the system we're representing it's getting yourself out there because that system you could only represent for a year two years three years you know five years max <laughs> um but people want to know you as a person um, I mean, I'm always known as, as a young queen. I've spent five years of my life um, with the system, like from growing national, inter- well, European, international. Um, and now I'm on that journey with UK's National Miss. But there are other systems that I used to be known as when people would ask, like, like yeah, no, that's she's from this. You're always going to be known and attached to a system. However, you are your own person. Um, and you should be comfortable enough in your system to be able to speak about out about things without attacking people in a malicious way so sometimes you need to be called out and we're going to talk about that because you know with everything that's happening right now with um the miss america scandal as such when it's it's not a scandal um because some people are just plain ignorant some people need education uh, educating and some people will be open to that others will not others just want to be a troll others have a set belief and those people are always the people who never stepped foot on the pageant stage or stepped foot 20 years ago and doesn't know jack about anything that's in pageantry right now but um (laughs) we need to do better and don't silence yourself speak to someone who you feel will have a voice for you if not always come to me it's not because i love the juicy gossip um we all love a good gossip (laughs) no it's because i want to help you i've written many resignation letters i've written many letters to directors um i've scripted so many in my lifetime and you wouldn't even know you wouldn't even know it came from me um you wouldn't even know because i'm not about to tell everyone especially said so there are things that i know that i won't say anything because even though 
that might not be my clients. I like that client confidentiality. If I do a pinky a pinky promise, that is it. I've sworn. Can't be breaking a pinky promise. Um, but I am a loudmouth, and <laughs> if I think that something isn't just, I will fight for you. It's kind of that anxiety override, you know. I will deal with something, but if someone else is dealing with it, I will fight for them. Um, and pageantry should be pageantry is not a sport we joke about it and we we um always like reference it as a sport but it's not it's a hobby for others it's a bit more than that like for me it is you know one of my main sources of income um and hobby in life uh, <laughs> it's a big part of who i am and what i represent and what i do and my free time it's a big part um however I know that life goes on outside pageantry um and some things just aren't that deep but there are some things that are and what is offensive to me might not be offensive to someone else but could be like mega offensive to someone else um an issue that is like yeah we can deal with that others it's a no-go and you have to be respectful enough of other people's opinions um without objecting them and understanding to an extent we had this recently with the whole you know it's a it's a political issue human rights aren't political issues they are human rights you're a human being first before anything else let's be honest you know regardless in this world you you are human unless you're not human then i don't know what to say to you um (laughs) but um pageantry needs to be more open needs to have these discussions if you have thought of anything while this episode has been going on and want to talk about it then please drop me a message if you are um you know really wanting to talk about your system that might not be considered mainstream or maybe you have questions about it drop me a message um you know sparkles and rhinestones is a information page for all of UK pageants. Now, I would love to interview different pageant queens from all over the world. That would be amazing. However, there's so many. Um, and I do want to focus on the UK because that's how it all started, you know, nearly six years ago. Nearly six years ago, a UK-based advice because there are, you know, we have a lot of different advice pages and we have some, you know, there are some advice pages that say you have to be like head in the news all the time because they're going to ask you about that let me ask you how many times like I can tell you how many times I've been asked about a current affair in a pageant interview zero I've never been asked who the prime minister is I've never been asked who you know like different laws um different social issues I have never in my nearly 13 years of pageantry even when going to international I've competed in four international pageants and I've not been asked that at all. Because the type of pageants I compete in, the only times you may have questions like this will be for the pageants that are going to international where it's a requirement to know things like that. So Miss England, Miss, um, so for Miss like World, uh, so England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, Ireland, you know, <laughs> and then Miss Universe. Um, it could be for some Miss Earth, you will definitely need to know, you know, questions about the environment and you need to have a project. You know, with some of these pageants, you need to have a project and advocacy 
if your system doesn't require that, don't beat yourself up that you don't know what happened in 1970 or in, you know, the 1900s or the great, you know, famine of, I don't know, any country. Because this, you know, history is not great. History is not great for a lot of countries, especially for the UK. We have a lot of dark history. Um, but they're not going to ask you about that. So please, this is why, as I said, we we concentrate on UK, but we still need to have these discussions, we still need to talk about it, and there should be no taboo subjects, because we should be talking about it, um, but I have gone on the tangent of a lot of things, this, this is a, a advice episode, of, uh, it's an interesting one, um, <laughs> but I hope that we've kind of just, like, when you hear the term, like, mainstream pageant, we've kind of, like, talked about that, and what it means, um but it doesn't mean that any pageant is lower there will naturally be that hierarchy but it's up to you as a pageant contestant to kind of see through it um a hundred percent like just because like for me I always think that just because I'm a national queen it doesn't mean I'm entitled to be respected more uh it doesn't mean that I should have more support I should have this I should have that not at all I work the same with a title that I do without a title um because that's my that's how I see my pageantry journey as not everyone will have that view and that's okay but yeah (laughs) nothing is every crown is worth the same if you worked half that for that crown regardless like you work hard you are a queen you should have the same respect the same with people who don't have crowns they're still putting that work with that sash just still have it um but let's round this up now because I would love to hear your opinion so please message me if you have any opinions or or anything I've said wrong or anything I've said right (laughs) it's always good to know that you're listening I'm not just talking to myself in my bedroom um thank you for all the love and support for the podcast so far I need to be recording a lot more episodes I think around Christmas time I will be um it's kind of like some information from like we've had 52 episodes now so there will be like some episodes that are like kind of repeat but sometimes you need to hear that information and I can't remember what I said 50 episodes ago that was like nearly two years ago now. <laughs> um but I digress so we do have the annual competition ending uh at the end of next week because I will then send the photos to the judges and then I will start to print them um we have pageant con now we only have one more announcement to make so i'm just checking back um and then we have our fabulous females who will be giving all different advice for you and it's only five pound and then we have our in-person event now we do have some things that i'll be working on um there will be a virtual masterclass happening in march i can tell you that if you've got this far um yeah, there will be a virtual masterclass in March, um, kind of like how we did an interview masterclass, how I did last year, this year, but by then it'll be last year, um, for our birthday celebrations, there'll be something else as well, um, yeah, lots of things, uh, but thank you so much for listening, and I'm super excited for you all to listen, to give me the feedback, and excited for everyone's pageant journeys now it's let's get christmas out the way and then back to pageantry 